Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Vance, how are you today? I'm absolutely fantastic. Great. Seth, I, I we were speaking just before the podcast started a little bit. I know that you're going to kind of head this podcast off. I'm really interested in your topic today. What are you talking about? Thanks, Eric. We're, today we're talking to our crypto investor prospects. We've got a lot of folks out there who are crypto investors, and we're continually uh, trying to educate on the private banking system strategies. And so that's part of our audience. But we don't want to leave out those folks who are selling a business and may have a, a large windfall coming from the sale of a business or perhaps uh, an inheritance. We've got a number of clients that are uh, structuring inheritance windfalls. So we're talking about the windfall income that comes from the liquidation of crypto profits or uh, the sale of a business or an inheritance. Okay. Would, would, would people that are getting tremendous uh, signing bonuses and things for maybe a job change, I mean, these are, you know, high executives that y- you see all these things where they're getting these gigantic bonuses for starting with a new company. Is that kind of the same thing? Of course. Yeah. Anytime you got a big windfall. All right. It is. And I, I just want to point out, we've already made a determination in our lives. If this financial situation happens to us, Boy, if I receive this money, I know exactly what I'm going to, going to do. Uh, what we need to caution everyone, it's not so much about what you don't know about money that's going to hurt you. And when big windfalls come in, it's all about what we think we know that's incorrect. If we make the wrong decision, someone else is going to end up with this windfall instead of us. Got it. Okay. Well, where do you start today? Well, let's let's identify some of the problems that we see uh, going on right there in the crypto investment world, Eric. One of them that we've seen uh, from being in the crypto uh, influencer space for the past five years is failed uh, profit taking. Uh, Seeing crypto gains go up on paper and come back down without any realization of profit. And one of the things that we try to counsel clients uh, in is a safe strategy. And what a safe strategy means is actually banking profits and putting them in an asset protected vault whereby you can count on them. You can structure a retirement plan that is uh, safe and secure and you know exactly what it will be uh, on the day you want to retire instead of speculating. Um, so we've seen a lot of folks watch paper profits go sky high, shoot to the moon, and then come right back down, and they didn't take any profits. Yeah, we always ask the question when that happens. You watched it go all the way up there, and you watched it come all the way down. Did you enjoy the ride? <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> question. Nobody likes that ride. <laughs> Well, it's just human nature. You know, I want to get out at the top, and that's absolute wrong scenario. 
So there's some things happening that, uh, that Seth has identified here for us that we've got to caution people. We need to be able to take the profits under a systemized, uh, managed situation, and it isn't at the top. So there's, got, there's a lot of pain out there, and we, we want to lay that out so that uh, people don't have to make the same mistakes over. Well, tell me if I'm wrong, but the, the crypto market is just like any other market when it comes to time, trying to time it, right? I mean, that's what you're talking about. Yes, but on steroids. Okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, absolutely. The, the volatility of the crypto market will give you whiplash, and uh, it's, it's like Texas weather. Just wait around, it's changing. So the pain of watching supposed wealth slip through your fingers like sand uh, on the seashore is a, is a difficult one that we've we've ridden out with a lot of folks but at the same time we've had a lot of folks that have taken profits that have been uh, prepared uh, and had strategies in place had the safe strategy that we're describing in place and had places to bank profits that, uh, that they could execute the rest of their family um, living in a safe way uh, and base those upon. So, for example, let's say that you are prepared to take profits and you do take profits. Um, most people have centralized bank accounts with Wells Fargo or Bank of America, and they may put large multi-million dollar sums in centralized uh, bank accounts. Now, we've touched on this in prior podcasts of why that's a really bad idea. Things like the Dodd-Frank Act, which uh, effectively make your money the bank's money, and all they really have is an IOU to you. Uh, we talked about the Willie Sutton Law. And Vance, I'll let you refresh our audience if they haven't ever heard about the Willie Sutton Law, what that is. Who's Willie Sutton? Well, Willie Sutton is a famous bank robber back in the day, a Bonnie and Clyde type uh, era, when banks were the local place that people started recognizing, and they put money in there, and uh, the bank robbers knew where the money was. And he had a fam um, an interview. He got caught. Um, he went to jail, and a reporter come out and asked for an interview and got an interview with him. And just started talking, and then the comment came up, or the question came up, Willie, why did you start robbing banks? And Willie got a look on his face that was so incredulous, and he said to the reporter, duh, that's where the money is. And then he, he refused to talk anymore and left. <laughs> so they knew where the money was, and it was easy to rob the money and take the money. Uh, today, the Willie-Sauton Law um, is more of a reference as to the Dodd-Frank Act. The money's there. Uh, government knows. Anybody knows that money is in the banks, and life and our structure is finding ways to take it away from us. Yeah, Eric, and the baby boomers have $7 trillion socked away in retirement accounts that are government-sponsored, that they have uh, reported on, and those qualified government accounts, as, as we sometimes call them, is, uh, is a bank ready for the taking. If uh, the inflationary spending continues on the same type of scale that it is, where do you think governments will find money? 
they're going to find it in, in retirement accounts. They're going to find it in centralized banks. And uh, that's Willie Sutton in the modern day. The Willie Sutton is the government uh, excessive spending, and they're going to come to their citizens who's got the money. And that's where they're going to try to balance uh, books on that on that account. So how does that relate to what we're talking about? We have a place that is a safe strategy for folks to dump cash, which is not subject to the Dodd-Frank Act. It's not in centralized bank accounts. It's not subject to the laws of qualified government retirement accounts. And therefore, you've got your assets in a vault that's asset protected. Which I think is, is uh, the point of what, what people are doing in crypto. I mean, I don't know much about it, but from my understanding, cryptocurrency is much, much safer than a like a bank to bank type of transfer or relationship. Uh, when crypto is transferred, it's, it's much, much safer. And, and that's where a lot of people like, you know, to, to do that kind of business. And so you're saying that you have an opportunity they don't have to put those windfalls or when they're when they're selling they don't have to put them in a bank where it's going to be more vulnerable you've got something else and and not only is it uh, something else it's it's a hundred times superior it's financially private it grows tax-free and compounds year after year without any uh, involvement of the irs it's a carve out from the irs and and in fact the the ultra wealthy and the one percent of the one percent have been using this strategy uh, for decades, if not over a century. We're talking about former presidents, John F. Kennedy, Nixon, and a number of other uh, presidents, those who've uh, become very, very wealthy. Ray Kroc, who was the uh, franchisor of McDonald's, I'm sure most people are aware of him, uh, along with numerous other business businesses, J.C. Penney's. These folks are the 1% of the 1%. Walt Disney's, if so. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there, but we, we don't rub shoulders with them every day. And people may not be aware. Most of the time when we discuss uh, private banking, people are uh, completely unaware and ignorant of how they can implement these same techniques in their life. And that's whether they're a blue-collar worker or uh, a multi-million dollar crypto investor. But they haven't been able to uh, access this because it was it was taken from the public's uh, the forefront. I mean, centralized banks used to come into uh, elementary schools and try to condition kids to open bank accounts. And uh, I mentioned that before. I mean, when I was a little kid, my my mom marched me down to the credit union at five years old and opened up, you know, a bank account and. Uh, were brainwashed into using centralized banks. Well, I mean, I mean, she meant well, right? I mean, and 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 the the teachers that told us these things, and my parents did the same thing. You need to open a savings account, son, and you need to put your paper up money in there and actually, you know, save instead of spending it all on donuts and Mountain Dew, which I mainly did. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> but let, let me ask you this, because I think one of the issues with crypto is that um, it, it's not always easy to get banks to take crypto or exchange. I'm not exactly sure how this whole thing works, but I'm sure you guys have had these discussions. Absolutely. And this is something that has commonly occurred whereby uh, someone liquidates a, uh, crypto profits and they have a large gain uh, and their centralized bank closes their account. Um, 
because they've got a, kind of an anti-crypto policy. So we've run the gamut of banking relationships on behalf of clients to to vet banks. Some of them are coming around and say they, you know, will will uh, accept crypto liquidations, but whether they'll accept the, those liquidations or not, it's not a, a safe long-term place for your money. Um, and if the music stops and there's bank insolvency, the deposits will be evaporating quickly. So we've got workarounds, Eric, for uh, depositing large amounts and, and using uh, exchanges that are not common to commonly known. It's not the Coinbase uh, or the the exchanges where people buy and sell crypto on a retail scale, whereby they can get locked up. Those roadways can get uh, can get blocked, so to speak. In the last bear market. Uh, uh, turn from when it was 2017, Eric, and crypto was going through the roof. And then it, uh, people were trying to get in and the on-ramps to getting your accounts open were, were locked up. And Coinbase was telling people it's going to take six weeks to get your account opened. And they were restricting the size of transactions. People were trying to push large six-figure, seven-figure purchases through Coinbase, and they wouldn't let them. And you, you could only make very small purchases. Well, we've, we've got workarounds for those. Uh, crypto investors who don't want to be uh, using Coinbase. And I also might add that Coinbase was subpoenaed by the IRS and agreed to turn over all of their client records for if you had a, a certain threshold of transactions, like $20,000 or, or more. Don't hold me to that number, but it's somewhere around $20,000. If you had bought and sold at that amount, then they're uh, providing all of your transactions to the IRS. Well, people in crypto want financial privacy, and that's one of the things that private banking strategies provide is financial privacy. The contract that we offer is totally financially private. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. How are your clients and, and the people that you're talking to, how are they working with the banks? I mean, are the banks... I would assume it runs the gamut. You've got some banks that are going to be pretty accepting because they want to be frontline. And then there's going to be some banks that are very skeptical and, and, and just locking things down. What are your clients' experiences? Well, I've had a number of clients that had open accounts uh, that were shut down with large uh, wire transfers from Coinbase or other exchanges um, that the bank uh, didn't want to receive crypto funds. And some of those are big box banks and some of those are smaller banks. Um, and so thus, you've got to have a solution where you're diversified and you've got the ability to use centralized banks for convenience, but it's not a long-term strategy for you. It's not, you're not going to hold your money there for months and years. Um, and this, this is a common problem that, that folks have. And it's really easily solvable if you've got the, the knowledge to work around it. 
So you're saying that the centralized banks are still good for a landing pad, if you will, I guess is the way I would phrase it. Landing pad for that that distribution from your coins, right? From your, your cryptocurrency. And then once you you've it's cleared through the central bank or whatever, you want to move it out of there into into the private banking system. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And and to other uh, hard assets that are, you know can't be taken from you. Okay, so like what? What other hard assets? Well, Vance and I are, are firm believers in, in real estate. Okay, yeah. Uh, we like metals. Um, there are other things that uh, you take possession of your precious metals and and uh, unlikely to be uh, on on a ledger or taken from you. So that's the kind of security that we're talking about. And that's the insurance companies that we deal with. We have a, a contract that's structured, Eric, in a way that makes the private bank for your family uh, uh, the perfect solution. So it's there's no reporting to the IRS. It's it's not taxable. And that's by the, uh, the uh, IRS code as it's already structured. And like I mentioned, the ultra-wealthy and wealthy have been using this tool for decades, if not centuries. So, and one of the things that we don't even, haven't even touched on is being able to use your money and these crypto liquidations uh, more than once, being able to capture the velocity of money. Um, Vance is an expert at that, and I'll defer to him to touch on that topic. But if you really want to go deep on that topic, you can go into some of our prior episodes. Episode four discusses the velocity of money that we did, Eric, and and really explains how to capture multiple uses on the same dollar. But Vance, I'll let you touch on it too. Yeah, one of the things we just want people to see if they can't picture themselves in, if they're uh, headed for a windfall or a large sum of money, or just on a day-to-day basis, they want to start accumulating. There is uh, scenarios out there, Seth just mentioned, a uh, an insurance contract that is put together specifically for the purpose of being a perfect private bank. It's not about life insurance, or excuse me, the death uh, proceeds of a contract, but it was based inside that. Uh, We could go all the way back uh, in American history and analyze what made America so strong. Number one, it was the independence. And the independence went from the very top, from Congress all the way down to the family unit. The individual family unit was extremely independent, self-surviving, so to speak, back in the day. And it's what made us so powerful. This strategy was introduced when the first pioneers came over. And it was done through these contracts. People needed a place, a safe haven that they could depend on to put their wealth, their money, and and know that they could come back and get it, that it couldn't be taken by the Willie Suttons of the world or anyone else. And they self-financed pretty much everything that they did because, you know, there were they weren't in big public cities, uh, especially as the West was being explored and settled. So these contracts, though they were then they still exist today and this was the exactly what seth said had been taken away from us from our education system we don't know how to do it anymore 
And this is what we're trying to bring back is the safe strategy, this windfall strategy, and how we can protect that. So these contracts can be set up at any level an individual's comfortable, but it's not an, an all-inclusive. There are limits on both sides. There's the way to uh, structure it. Um, for instance, somebody said, you know what, I can easily stick, you know, I'm getting bonuses every year. I can put $50,000 a year uh, over here into this contract. Okay, well, if we're going to build it and be the most efficient possible, then we're going to lock off all other expenses because we want to turn that contract into being able to get the most value or most money back to be able to use it. And so we can't set up this contract and change the amount we want to put into it. We can't go in one day and put $50,000 in and then decide that's not enough. I want to go in and put in more. So people, we, ha we have to understand, um, sometimes we end up with several of these contracts. I have several of them thinking that I only needed one. <laughs> and I'm up to almost 15 contracts now, and it's not enough. My, the bank keeps growing and, and keeps expanding, and so people have to learn about that. So this is kind of where we're headed with and seeing with our crypto people right now, uh, there was an expectation of taking profits at the end of last year. And that didn't occur. That was set back for six months. And a lot of times people make the mistake of living off of windfalls that may or may not come in and changing. I've listened to a lot of people who have already quit work and did a lot of things thinking they were going to be rich millionaires and weren't. And now they're thinking, okay, that it's postponed. Maybe we postpone our banking and everything else, which is also a fatal mistake. This is a reprieve. This gives us an opportunity to get things up and running on a very small scale, testing it all out, seeing how it works, setting things up to be able to absorb the windfall. So I've probably said too much on this. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's my explanation of, uh, of, of this perfect private bank. Uh, we have to understand so that it will fit our exact needs. Yeah, and, and really what's, what's probably more uh, applicable is talking about term conversions, Vance, because a lot of this audience has has heard of our what we're talking about, where we, you have a whole life policy, Eric, and you also have a rider that's a term conversion. It's so that you, you, you're able, you're holding an option, and you're holding an option based on your your approved medical condition and your approved financial condition. And let's say that you want to exercise your option and take that term policy to whole policy. You don't have to requalify for medical. You don't have to requalify for financial. And it's something that someone that's a crypto person that has a hundred thousand dollars in total net worth now and 2 million in crypto, but they haven't, but their ship hasn't come in yet. Well, if they've got term policies and that $2 million ship comes in, they can begin to convert their term and place it in whole. That's really the most applicable for this audience. 
Guys, this has been fantastic. I mean, there, there's so much to digest here as usual, um, but we are running low on time. So Seth, is, is there anything else that we want to cover in today's podcast? I know that you're going to do a part two to this uh, with a lot more information, but what do we need to wrap up with today? Well, one of the things that I want to accentuate is that the way we structure these contracts is in a way whereby someone that's looking at paper profits that they haven't realized yet can still implement a safe strategy. And the way that we do that is through what someone would commonly think of as like an option. And and what we have is a policy that is a whole life policy of a certain magnitude, Eric, let's say a small magnitude. If someone has $50,000 net worth right now and $2 million in crypto uh, potential profits, they can't, they can't bank a million dollars in private bank because their ship hasn't come in yet. But they can execute on a small policy and have what's called the term rider. And what that term rider does, Eric, is it locks in them and their current medical underwriting. Let's say that they pass and they're given offers and their financial underwriting writing is complete. They don't have to requalify medically. And in fact, even if they had some type of uh, injury or medical condition, uh, they could still exercise their option on the term and convert it to a whole life and bank that $2 million in crypto in their safe private banking. So that's the that's the home run ball here. Yeah, no kidding. Holy cow. That's a you, you drop that at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to lead us into uh, what the next podcast is. Why don't you give them a teaser about what you're going to be covering there? Sure. We're going to touch in uh, on solutions and we're going to talk, talk to you about uh, when you're executing these strategies that we're talking about, what it what it brings you, what the benefits and the values are and uh, and dig into some of those those good details. The promised land. We talked a little bit about the problems. Now we're going to talk about the, the solutions. All right. That sounds good, guys. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric. You bet. And of course, we want to thank you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.